Welcome to the Practice Purchased Podcast, where you'll learn everything you need to know to buy the perfect dental practice, all for free, and all in less than 20 minutes an episode. Learn more about your host, author, presenter, and coach to hundreds of successful dental practice buyers by visiting brianhanks.com. Welcome to Practice Purchase Podcast, Season 1, Episode 20, How and When to Pay Yourself. <laughs> so, you know, how to get paid for all the risk and patience you've shown in your career to this point. You know, I know that money isn't the only reason to practice dentistry, but it is one reason. And you've made a huge investment in yourself to get to the point where you are considering and about to close on a practice that you own. And it's time, now is the time to see some of that financial reward. I hope it's not the only reward you see in your business, but I hope it is one that you see. And so before we get into that, I want to thank you for the investment of time you've made in this podcast. So you've invested time in your career. You invested, if you've made it all the way to 20 episodes, uh, you've made it through about six hours of content. Um, so thank you. I've gotten a great response from all of you out there. I've gotten a ton of kind notes some reviews and feedback that's been very helpful. And as I wrap up season one, you know, this is normally the part where I'd ask you to support the show by supporting my sponsors, but... But there are no sponsors. <laughs> and I did that on purpose. I had the option. I had several people reach out to me. But, you know, I purposefully chose not to have sponsors. Um, part of my personal brand is I want to be generous with, my, and with helpful content. And um, so I wanted to make sure that this podcast uh, broke the mold a little bit. Um, you know, that it was helpful. It's 20 episodes, 20 minutes or less. No outside advertising. No fluff. No you know, hosts talking to their guests for 10 minutes about the weather, wherever they're living. Um, I wanted to get right into the content. So, uh, so thank you for sticking with me. And if you want to say thank you to me, uh, there are three ways to do it. Uh, the first and uh, probably the most helpful is just to tell a friend. Grab your phone right now if you're listening to this podcast, open up the podcast player and send the podcast link to a friend. Send them, you know, you'll get some friend points. They'll hopefully find some useful content and, and I would really appreciate it. That's the first way to say thank you. Um, you know, the second way, of course, is to check out and hopefully purchase the Practice Purchase Blueprint, the course that I created to take you through uh, buying a practice. There's a ton of content there, a lot more detail than this podcast with more examples. And I tried to pr price it, not to break the bank. Um, the third way to thank me uh, would be to just email me suggestions for future seasons. Um, I'm thinking about things like real life examples, having some previous uh, clients on to talk about their experiences, uh, both good and bad, so that you can learn from those who have found practices, analyzed practices, and now are running successful practices. But um, I want to hear from you what would be the most helpful. So uh, please let me know. You can email me directly, brian at brianhanks.com. That's brian with an I, and that's Hanks like Tom Hanks, so brian at brianhanks.com. Uh, but for now, we'll wrap up season one by talking about how you're going to get paid as an owner. So real quick caveat at the start of this episode, there is a major assumption that I'm making for this episode that's going to apply to like 99% of you listening. Uh, and that assumption is that you as a buyer dentist are going to be an LLC or a PC uh, as your business entity, but the taxed as an S corporation. Uh, according to uh, 2020 rules, okay? So 2020 tax rules is when I'm recording the episode. So my big caveat is that you always, always, always check with a qualified payroll and tax advisor to ensure that you're doing this correctly. Now that said, um, I've got a lot of experience in this area. Um, I 
you know, the, the advice that I'm giving you now is as correct as I know how to give, uh, but definitely do check with someone before you pull the trigger on some of these steps in your own life, in your own practice, in your own finances. So the outline for the show is very basic. I'm going to talk about four things uh, to answer the question of when and how much to pay yourself. Uh, topic number one is we're going to talk about the definition of pay. Uh, the second topic we're going to cover are the two ways to pay yourself. There are two ways. <laughs> Um, the third topic we're going to cover are the legal requirements, what you need to keep in mind. And then fourth, we're going to cover other considerations, other things to keep in mind. So number one on the list is the definition of pay. I want you to understand first what it is that I mean by pay. And it's, it's just as simple as you would think, but there's a little bit of uh, nuance to the definition here. Okay. Um, very simply, pay as a business owner is money that moves from a business-owned account, usually a business checking account, to a personal account of some kind, usually a personal checking account. So if you see money go from business checking to your personal checking, you've gotten paid, all right? Regardless of how that money got there, and we'll talk about the, the different ways that that money can take that journey and some of the pros and cons and things to keep along the way, uh, keep in mind along the way. Uh, but the analogy that I like to use with buyers is if you picture your business like a castle, Okay. Um, picture your dental practice is inside the castle. It's behind the impregnable walls of a Lord of the Rings castle, or, you know, as your employees see your business, a, a Darth Vader intimidating lava castle. Okay. So the money and the expenses are inside the castle that your house, where you live, your personal side, that's on the outside of the castle. All right. And yes, you have the gigantic, um, mansion in the Hills, <laughs> not the peasant, uh, shack outside the castle, but you know, anytime money goes from inside the business or inside the castle to your personal account or out to your house, that money is is considered pay, okay? So there are two types of pay to keep in mind, all right? Um, the first type is the type that you are likely the most familiar with, and that's payroll. So as in a business owner, you can and should add yourself as an employee of the business. And you're going to get a regular paycheck just like your employees get it. So if your employees get paid on the 1st and the 15th of the month, you're going to get paid on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Okay, so this, in my kind of silly analogy, is like money going through the main gate of the castle. It's going over the, you know, going through the gate, over the drawbridge, back to your house. Now, if you go through payroll, and if you do this, at least in 2020, here are the numbers, um, you're going to pay payroll taxes. Okay, and the payroll tax amount is 15.3% of every dollar that you send through that gate. Okay, every dollar that goes through payroll, you gotta pay an extra 15.3 cents to get it through the gate. And that money, of course, you know, it goes to Social Security, it goes to Medicare, Medicaid. Um, the Social Security number gets capped. In other words, you only have to pay your payroll taxes on the Social Security portion on the first, well, in 2020, it's the first 137,700. Uh, but the, the number really isn't that important. The num what's important to note is that money that goes through payroll gets taxed, okay? Picture your IRS agents at the main gate of the castle with their hands out, and anytime any money goes through that gate, the IRS agents are getting paid, okay? So naturally, as a business owner, you want to know what the second way to get paid is. <laughs> How do I avoid the payroll taxes? And the answer to that question is the second way to get paid, and that is through an owner draw. Okay, an owner draw is the accounting term for any money that just gets transferred from business to personal checking. 
Okay. Uh, it, you know, you jump on your online banking account and you set, you, you create a transfer from business checking to personal checking. And let's say $5,000 moves from business checking to personal checking. That $5,000 is pay. That is, that's the definition of pay. It's gone from business to personal. Um, and it is not taxed through payroll taxes. So this is like taking your money out the secret back door of the castle, right? So of course, everyone would love to use the the owner draw. And every dentist in the world would say, well, forget payroll, forget going through the front door, I'm going through the back door. Which brings us to topic number three, the legal requirements. So the legal requirement to keep in mind is the IRS regulation around pay as it relates to S-Corps or, or LLC tax, LLCs, taxes S-Corps, and the legal requirement is that you must pay yourself a, quote, reasonable wage, unquote. And that amount must be paid through payroll. So reasonable wage is the standard. Now, that brings up a very obvious question. What is a reasonable amount? <laughs> well, that amount is up for interpretation. And that is up to you. It's up to your accountant. Uh, but let me give you some numbers as um, just you know, to orient yourself around what I see as typical. So picture yourself as the owner of a practice collecting an even million dollars. Let's assume 60% overhead on the practice and let's forget about the practice loan for a second. So the doctor has the ability to get paid $400,000 out of that business, right? 60% overhead on a million dollar practice means that the doctor is left with $400,000. The question then becomes, well, how much is reasonable to go through payroll? And how much is reasonable to go through the owner draw, right? A, a doctor would wishes they could take all 400 through owner draw because that would avoid the 15.3% payroll tax, but they can't. There's a legal requirement that you pay yourself a reasonable wage and that reasonable wage is up to you. Now it's common, at least, you know, it, it, this of course is highly variable. The numbers that I see most are somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to $175,000, give or take. Uh, but that's not necessarily the right answer. Um, I tell dentists the right answer is the one that you can explain to an IRS auditor who's sitting across the table from you and explain it with a straight face. So you want to tell an IRS auditor that as an associate dentist, you would have gotten paid $30,000 a year. You go right ahead as long as you can do it with a straight face. Um, it's totally up to you. And that definition is yours uh, to work out with your accountant. All right. So you know the two types of pay, you know the legal requirement, are there other things to think about? So number four, the fourth topic to keep in mind when it comes to when and how much to pay yourself are a few other considerations to think about, all right? I want you to keep these in mind, and I'm coming at this from the perspective of a little bit of, uh, of the accounting perspective, but a lot of the, the dental financial planner perspective, uh, my pre previous life. Um, the first thing to keep in mind would be how much working capital do you want to keep in your business checking account? Now, working capital, of course, is just a fancy way to say cash in your business checking account. So how much do you leave in your business checking account as just cash to have a cushion and to make sure you don't run out? Um, you know, so that's going to impact how much you're able to pay yourself, right? If you want to keep a cash cushion of $100,000, that's great. That's fine. If that's what helps you sleep well at night, good on you. If you want to reduce that number to $50,000 um, and you start with 100, well, there's $50,000 that in theory you could pay yourself, either through payroll or an owner draw. 
Um, so my recommendation would be to at least have a month's worth of working capital in that business checking account and get to that one month amount before you really, you know, start taking serious dollars out of the, of the business checking account. Um, another consideration to keep in mind is the tendency that I see by a lot of business owners uh, it, to treat the business checking account like a piggy bank. Um, if you can develop the discipline to come up with a monthly budget or at least a sense of a monthly budget. Actually, um, this is you know a hard thing for a financial planner to admit, but I actually kind of hate budgets. I think they're silly. I, th I think they're overly restrictive. Uh, but if you can get a number in your head of, of what monthly spending looks like in your household and then get that number in a form of pay, either through payroll or an owner draw or a combination of the two, and just set that on an automatic schedule, you're going to be a lot happier. Then what happens with most dentists is they set up a payroll amount and then Christmas comes or the vacation comes or they want the new Tesla truck <laughs> or they want something. And, you know, they see, check to see what's in their business checking account and they pull the money out. And the worry that I see is that uh, lifestyle ratchets up and the amount of savings and uh, progress towards financial goals goes way down. Uh, so try not to treat the business checking account like a piggy bank and get qualified financial help to set up a system to make that happen. A really advanced consideration around payroll and pay to consider uh, will come when, and hopefully uh, if and when, you set up a 401k in your office. And 401ks, at least as they're set up today, um, have a feature that can be set up called profit sharing, which allows you as a business owner to take a very large amount of money and take it from your business accounts and put it in your personal accounts with all kinds of advantageous tax treatments and, and they're treated as expenses and you don't have to pay payroll taxes. There's all kinds of really sweet um, goodies that come along with a 401k and a profit sharing plan uh, but there are some rules around how pay is structured. So when you get to the point that you have a 401k open, what I want you to remember is that it can make sense to increase the amount of salary that you take through payroll, which of course would increase your payroll taxes uh, to help you avoid some of the, uh, the pay that you're gonna have to pay staff, okay? So ask your awesome dental CPA for advice on best practices here, what the rules are, what the amounts are in the year that you're listening to this. Uh, but there, you know, that is something that you'll need to keep in mind when you get to that point. Okay, so how are you going to pay yourself? We talked about the two ways. Um, how much are you going to pay yourself? Well, that depends on how much your business makes. But you can set up um, you know, a system with payroll and owner draw to make that happen. So we talked about the definition of pay. We talked about the two ways to pay yourself. We talked about that legal requirement of a reasonable wage and what that means. And then we talked about a few other considerations to keep in mind. So hopefully you've got the tools and the knowledge to at least have an intelligent conversation with a financial professional, your dental CPA, a financial planner, someone that can help you set up the system that's ideal for you. Now, as we wrap up episode 20, again, I just want to say thank you. You have listened to all 20 episodes and you're done. Six hours of content. It's it hopefully it's been a good investment in your future. And it's while it's impossible for me to tell you everything you need to know in a podcast format and give you all of the examples, uh, by getting to this point, you are far and away better prepared than the average buyer that I talk to. Now, 
like I said before, the original concept of this show was to do 20 episodes in 20 minutes or less without a bunch of fluff, um, no outside advertisements, sponsors. If you liked the season, and I'd like to do a second season, but if, if you liked it, um, without outside ads in, in a similar format, I, that's going to depend entirely on you and your feedback. The main way that I'll know if, what, if you like what I did here was if you tell your friends and the word spreads, uh, but I'd love your direct feedback as well. You can email me directly, brian at brianhanks.com. Um, I, you know, let me know. Let me know how the, the podcast was for you, but mostly thank you for listening. If you buy a practice, I want to hear about it. <laughs> Tell me your success stories. Let me know. Reach out about any topic related to buying a practice. I will do my best to help. Uh, and thank you for listening to season one of the Practice Purchase Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Practice Purchased Podcast. For more information about Brian's best-selling book, How to Buy a Dental Practice, or about the Practice Purchase Blueprint course, visit brianhanks.com. Thank you.